to our beautiful deep community, I want to assure you the deeper is going nowhere and the same incredible content will be released every week, but now through Arise. It is going to be less trauma heavy and more inspirational, uplifting, but it will still challenge and push you to grow. For all your deeper episodes, they are still available every fortnight. You can still get your deep hit with the deeper subscription. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I would say there's three different phases of that criminal career. There was the phase before I become a heroin addict, where it was my early teens, mid-teens, where it was just about being a cool criminal. Mm -hmm. So doing all the fun crimes, you know, like racing around in stolen cars and stuff like that. Then there was uh, the phase from like maybe mid-teens to 20s, uh, early 20s, where I was a heroin addict, where it was about survival Mm. and the the life was much darker. Mm. Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. Today I get to interview Spanion. He is an ex-career criminal, and this is fascinating. He is so forward with all of his thoughts and the ways in which he did things in the past. He is vulnerable, he's open, he's interesting. But we get to sit today with what it would have been like if we chose that path. I hope you enjoy. Content warning. If you're suffering or triggered by the themes of this podcast, help services are listed in the show notes. Spanion, welcome to The Deep. How are you? It's hard to summarise who you are. That's hard for anyone, but for you specifically, if you could say who you were in a sentence, who is that? I'm just like an ex-criminal. I'm a kid from the hood in Sydney City. Learned my ways there, learned my ways in jail, trying to survive in the world as as a legit person now. That's it. Ex-criminal means you did, some would say, bad things? Yep. What kind of bad things? Early on in my life, it was stealing, stealing cars, ram raids. Um, turned into a heroin addict, went to more petty crimes, breaking enters, stealing laptops out of people's cars. Then it got worse, a lot of violence, drug run, mm. stuff like that, all the in-betweens. Can we talk about the violent crimes? Yeah. What have you done that's violent? Just a normal, bashing people, stabbing people, throwing bricks at people, getting into fight, just stuff like that. Have you killed anybody? Of course not. Okay. I'm not really into killing people like that. Like, that's not really... A f- I never find... See, even... Uh, yeah. That's whatever. not for you. No. Like if you stab somebody, yeah. that could lead to a death. Yep. Ha- especially because I know you did stab someone in the neck and that's got some serious arteries. Mm. 
Did you think that that could kill that person? Well, apparently I tried to kill him, so yeah. You tried? But the charge was attempted murder, so yeah. I told him I was going to kill him and I got out and stabbed him in the neck. And you didn't, you didn't successfully kill him? No, I didn't, no. Was that frustrating? But I'm not saying I, I tried, I'm just saying what the allegation is. Was oh, that sorry, frustrating? Yes. Yeah, they said I tried to kill him. Um, was that frustrating? Because you t- say you're going kill, to you, kill someone and you don't kill them. Was it frustrating? Well, to be honest, um, I don't like the bloke. I s- still think the bloke's a piece of shit. I don't feel sorry for stabbing him. And I went to jail because he gave me up for stabbing him. So I guess if he died, I wouldn't have even went to jail because there was no other evidence. There was no camera, no witnesses. So, And if he died, I wouldn't feel sorry at all. So when you stopped... No, I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to be tough here, right? No, but this You're talking is- about someone that I don't... Like, you don't like that you attempted to murder. No, I didn't attempt to murder. Oh, that was the I charge. Stabbed. Sorry, you're the so charge. good with these. The charge was I you're s- so good with these laws because I'm not even trying to like incriminate yeah, you, but yeah, you're no. very like careful. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't attempt to murder him. I just stabbed him. You just stabbed him. Yeah. Okay. And I, and, and he like, didn't he didn't die, and then he got you for attempted murder. Yeah, he dobbed me in. Okay, so when you stab someone in the neck, mm-hmm. first of all, obviously there's a lot of rage behind that when you're stabbing someone in the neck. Does that feel... Because for the not the everyday person listening to this, I'm assuming they haven't stabbed someone. Mm-hmm. The feeling of putting... What was it, a knife? A box cutter, yeah. I feel like that might, might be worse, less hygienic. <laughs> yeah. You put that in his neck mm-hmm. and that sensation. What is the sensation like to put... A box cutter through someone's neck. I'll tell you, you know what? That's good that you asked that because I've talked to, so, I've done so many of these like interviews, people curious in my crimes and that, and nobody's ever asked me of what my recollection or feelings or about in those times of violence. So it's, this, this is a new question. This Thank is, you. yeah. Um, I'll tell you, honestly, it's like, it's like you're watching a movie. It's like, it's like it's not real in a way. I'm speaking for myself. Mm. I'm not like, some mm. psychologist for me speaking for myself it's like if that's what's going to happen you've got the intention to stab someone and the times i've stabbed people it's like it does it itself sort of it's weird to explain but it's like even in memory it's it's really like you're watching your body do something and you've watched it in a movie and it's about as real to you as watching a movie and you know what happened because you've seen your hands do it mm. but there wasn't any really. It's it's yeah. That's it sounds how I a bit it. like dissociated. That almost sounds like there's some part of it. I mean, I'm no psychologist, mm. but there's some part of it that is a bit too hardcore for the brain to like connect with. Yeah. Because even just the feeling of it. So you're watching the film, right? So when I watch a film and I see a guy get stabbed, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Do you feel your hand doing that motion? Do you feel the neck muscles, all of that being penetrated. Do you feel it? Do you remember? Not a lot, no. You don't, I don't remember anything maybe like that. Maybe that's adrenaline. Yeah. I guess it's like maybe it's comparable to if you sit and think that if your leg was being eaten by a shark, you mm. would think of it in the most horrific pain mm. and sensations ever. But try to imagine yourself being, in being the moment. eaten. Mm. It would almost be like surreal. It's like you're watching something that you sort of can't feel yeah. and you're disassociated from it. Yeah. It's sort of like that. I have full recollections of doing those things. I love that explanation. Things. Yeah. So when did you stab him just one time? Yes. In the neck just once? Yes. And then I'm just thinking, 
did you stop because you realized what you did and you saw blood and you were like, did it snap you out of it? Or were you still in a rage and you were like, uh, uh, one stab is enough? Hmm. Um, I, st- I don't know why I stopped, but there were punches after the stab. Okay, so there's still rage. Yeah, yeah. Got it. It's just fascinating because I, if... I was to do other criminal things like you did um, ram raids, um, stealing lots of different types of things in different types of ways. Were they mainly drug-induced things and motives? At a certain point in my life, yeah, not always. Not always. Can we go out of the not always ones? So when you were stealing... Was what was the objective? Um, I, the objective was to, like love being a criminal and love the money, free money, mm. and it was just it was fun. You're talking, say here, this one was stealing cars, doing breaking enters and that, and like ramrades, maybe 15, 15 years old, mm, baby. Yeah, and um, I just loved being a criminal and love like stealing stuff. It was stuff. cool. Yeah, it was. Mad. So fifteen yeah. and thinking this kid has some serious swagger. He is hanging around naughty boys Mm -hmm. like him and you're getting up to mischief, but it's fun and it doesn't seem dangerous yet or you know it's a bit dangerous. Uh, Is it dangerous? I wouldn't say it's dangerous, no. Like if you get caught? Uh, Danger in terms of getting arrested. Was was that scary? Getting arrested wasn't really scary at that point, no. Okay, because your first arrest, yeah. what was that moment like? Was that more annoying or were you like, oh, it's a part of the job? Uh, the first ever time I got arrested, yeah. it was a shock. Um, I was a bit upset, not knowing what to expect. First time going into boys' homes and stuff. But mm. I seen it as, as part, of, of, um, part of the process. Like, so you kind of knew that this happened? I had to, uh, that was always the plan. To go to jail or boys' home. Oh, it was, like, it was a part of the plan. Uh, well, Wouldn't the plan be to just get away with it forever? You can't get away with it forever. If anyone's getting away with crimes forever, they're not a full-time criminal. That yarn about, oh, the smart criminals don't get caught, this and that, they're not full-time criminals. They're part-time criminals. You're talking about some man that works construction and has a full family and him and his mates have some little thing on the side they do and they made some money off it. Mm-mm. It's completely different. I grew up in Redfern and Glebe. We grew up in the streets like... Every single thing you do is a crime. You know, that's like where we, you eat is a crime. You're stealing to eat. You're stealing to everything. everything. The clothes we wear is because mate, bought with stolen money. Like if we see people with something, we bash them in the streets. We take it. It's mm. not like half. We're talking about doing like somewhere between 10 to 15 crimes a day wow. in some way. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, yeah, that, that's our life. That's, 10 a day. That's very busy. Yeah. So this is when you're young and you. Where's your parents at this point? Um, so still, you have to have someone caring. So my dad's gone my whole life, Queensland, different family. Um, my mum's at home. At home? Yeah. And do you, do you sleep at home? Yeah, yeah. Half the nights I go home and sleep. I, I still live at home. Yeah, and is she there. like, where have you been? Where is that new jacket from? No, 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 no. It's not like that. She knew I was a criminal. Oh, she knew? Yeah, yeah. She knew I was a criminal. Uh, my mum knows like all about... Crime, so like, so her brother was a criminal, my dad was a criminal, 
everyone around us was criminals. It's like, so she knows all about crime. I come home in stolen cars. I park them. She just tells me don't park them close to the house. And Okay. Yeah. So it's an understood thing. Yeah, yeah. So you were born into this life, really? Yeah, yeah. I was born in a criminal life, yeah. I'm not born in some... You know, it's the most annoying thing is that people, so many people, more than you think, they seem to confuse gangster and criminal. It's like, you know what Is I mean? gangster a choice? Gangster's a completely different thing. Gangster just solely means you're in a gang. Ah. Uh. You don't even have to be a criminal to be a gangster. They're two completely different things. Yeah, I think it, I think that's helpful because I yeah. thought they were similar. Yeah, the no, same. it's gangster means you're in a gang. That's what it means. And do we have gangs in Australia? Of course we do. There's real more than forty bikey gangs. There's many street gangs, and they are real gangs. Real gangs. And I know about the bikey ones. So they're gangsters. Have you been in one of those? Never been in a gang ever. Have you been asked? Of course. And what was your reason? I, I just don't see the logic. You like the cash. Direct. So being in a gang, what it does is it gives people, it's, it's a really good platform for people to have a lot of people to back them up, mm. right? If, if they feel like they need to have Protection. backup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these people in your gang with you mm. and it's a real easy way to make money because you exist inside of this network mm. um, and they all have their own supplies of legal or illegal things. And So you, there's perks of being in the, the gang if you are a criminal because you've got easy access to things, there are systems in place, there are relationships that have established. For sure. You come in, you work your way up, I guess. So if I'm here walking the streets now and i got jumped, someone doesn't like me, someone thinks I'm selling drugs on their street and I'm by myself, I've got to deal with it. I could join the rebels and automatically I have 600 Whoa. people. Mm. That's like, That'll so, back I'm you. a rebel. Like You're not going to say nothing to me. That seems lucrative, especially for a criminal. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why wouldn't I? Because hmm. I didn't feel that I ever needed backup or needed help making money. Really? Yeah. But to be honest, I don't like hanging around people. So well, if, I joined, if I joined the gang, <laughs> automatically I have these, all these people and I have to pretend I'm friends with them because we're in the same gang. Yeah. So I'm not down to do that. Um, I don't see myself ever getting into beefs that are big enough Got that it. I need Warrants a gang. It. It's, it's, I just, it's not my type of like life that I live. This many people, I guess it's beneficial for them. Like... If they're into like, let's be the toughest and let's take over other suburbs and let's mm. do this. And I guess you're going to need a gang for that. Can I, it's ambitious too. Mm. Can I ask though, you said you don't like to be around people. Mm. Full stop, always. Did that change? Did something happen? Um, yeah, I guess from the jail. The more and more I've done jail, the less and less. More I, insular. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. As in you just didn't like people's company or you didn't trust people? I like people's company. I can be with my missus or my family or something like that, but I can't be sitting with a with like small talk? I can't be sitting with like me and like two or three other men. I can't sit with them. I I just like look at I can't I can't do it. I need to know more. Yeah. So because you don't have anything in common? The biggest thing is that Australian culture has normalised alcohol. Mm. I despise it. So you don't drink? Not at all. Ever? No, no, I hate it. I will use drugs before I drink. I reckon it's the pugest thing in our culture. I hate alcohol. And it's just so normal to everyone. I'd love to discuss this because I have a real issue with the culture we have around alcohol and how it is disabling so many people. Did you see something 
or did you have an experience that no, you made n- you not like it? Neither that. Um, or you just saw that turn people into dickheads? I can't stand drunk people. Mm. They're embarrassing. They annoy mm. me. Mm. Uh, like when I see people getting around drunk and they make a noise and stuff and I know those same people who don't talk when they're not drunk and they sit quietly in the corner, it makes me sick. If you're not happy with yourself, it's like go fix something. Like, you know what I mean? Be your true self. What's mm. wrong with being your true self? Well, that's hard for people. Oh, well, that's the that's issue. It's not, do, for, yeah, it's not for me to deal with. They do the drugs and yeah. they do the alcohol, right? Yeah. But you don't like that someone has a... A false false um, personality. Yeah, false. I can't t- like talk to junk people. Just like nearly everything putrid that happens to our children or to our women that everyone pretends they care so much about or on the roads or anything, it, 95% of the time it's from alcohol. You go to see how many people, how many kids get molested by people that are drunk or people that are heroin addicts. I guarantee you a heroin addict, the last thing on their mind is to molest a kid or to bash their woman or to, or to rape. They, 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 they don't even have that like sexual aggression in them. You know Can I, I mean? ask something just on that? There's a lot to unpack here, but on the heroin addict, it's the last thing they think about. Yeah. You have experienced heroin. Mm-hmm. You were an addict. Mm-hmm. When you were feel when you were high, does that drop your sexual drive? Uh, of course, a lot. A lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you get this information. Yeah, and, from. It, and it drops. Uh, it, it makes you a lot more happy towards people. A lot more tolerable. Yeah, like okay. it makes you like that. You know, you really, you really feel they people on heroin feel good about life. They love things, and but when it wears off, yeah. they don't feel so good. So when it wears off, they feel physically sick and weak. But they wouldn't. It's not you're saying like something that would um, throw them towards molestation. That feeling. Not, it's just something it's in, internal. Yeah, it's no. It's not a psychoactive thing at all. That'll change your personality. Okay, so back to the hanging out with the four men. Say we take alcohol out of it and they agree with you and they like to be around people that know themselves and are comfortable in themselves. Maybe they're successful. Yeah. Still uncomfortable? Probably, yeah. (laughs) Okay. What if they were similar to you and your background Mm -hmm. and now living a similar life to you? You Mm -hmm. know, you are also a rapper and a content creator. Now say they're that type of person. Is that better? If they're similar to me, like they're, they're from jail they grew up in the same area as me. Mm. They're not drunk. Mm. That's a lot better. More comfortable, definitely. But it's not something that I'd seek out. So you're a lone ranger. Yeah. You like to be solo. Your partner, mm-hmm. what if she wants a glass of wine with dinner or something? Is that all right? Yeah, she drinks sometimes. Okay, but do yeah. you have conversations like, this makes me uncomfortable when it gets to this point? Oh, if she's drunk? Yeah. I'll, I like try not to be home. Until she goes to sleep and I come back. I don't like being around drunk people, even if it's my partner. Do you communicate that though? Yeah, or you yeah, just yeah. avoid? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, there's been a couple of times she comes home drunk. I'm like, I'm cruising. So these behaviors, it feels like were kind of in you growing up and then were exasperated by being in jail. Yeah. If we move on now to the latter part of your career criminality, mm-hmm. um, Tell me about, would we draw the line in the sand at drugs, like pre and post drugs, or what? where do we go with this conversation in relation to your crimes yeah. and development? Or is it adult jail, junior jail? Like where does it shift for you? I would say there's three different phases of that criminal career. There was the phase before I become a heroin addict 
where it was my early teens, mid-teens, where it was just about being a cool criminal. Mm-hmm. So doing all the fun crimes, you yep. know, like racing around in stolen cars and stuff like that. Then there was uh, the phase from like maybe mid-teens to 20s, uh, early 20s, where I was a heroin addict, where it was about survival mm. and the, the life was much darker. Mm. Um, survival. Can we yeah. talk about that? So drugs are involved. Yeah. And that's, like you said, when you're on heroin, you're off heroin, two very different things. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but heroin addicts, the amount you need grows really quick. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, uh, for a little bit. Not not like infinitely. Yeah, there's a little there's bit. There's a like, limit. Of course there is. Because like, it it, you've been a heroin addict for 10 years doesn't mean you're using like for, like bags and bags. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is a limit. Like if you're brand new to it, the tiniest bit's going to rock you. And the first couple times, then you quickly over a two-week period, three-week period. Adapt. Yeah, you need like maybe three or four points. And point, never, point is what? One point? Point one of a gram. Point one of a gram. Teeny so, tiny amount. Yeah, so that's called a cap. So How that's much a cap. is that? $50. $50. Yeah. And at the height of your heroin addiction, how many caps a day? At the height of my heroin addiction, I was using anywhere between 15 to 25. Uh, just how much average out to about $1,000. It depends how much money I made. So 700 would get me by a thousand normal day if I made a lot of money. Thousand dollars a day. Yeah. That's I'm assuming the crimes really amp up then. No, not really. Oh, same amount. My my crimes no. Yeah. My crimes got more petty at that time. Thousand oh. dollars a day is not a lot of money for a criminal. It feels like it is a lot of money. No, no. How do I make a thousand dollars in a day as a criminal? Back in, Back in 2003, the... 2004, yeah, when... it's one laptop. Oh. It's $1,000. It's nothing. It's $1,000 is nothing. So there was pickpocketing. In oh, the, tell me about this. Uh, that was like earlier on in the days. That was like a little bit younger. So maybe when I was on the gear when I was 16, 17. Pickpocketing something better to do during the day at bus stops. How does one do that? You, is that the bumping into someone? Uh, look, if you're really good and take it full serious, you can bump into people and try to get things out there. Pockets. Pocket. I'll never do that. What do you it's, do? Um, Hanging people out wearing, of it. People getting onto buses, getting onto trains, standing in lines that have backpacks. So zipping open, usually the front, that smaller pocket that's on the backpack, that front zip usually contains a wallet and phone just by definition of the size mm. of the pocket. I would never try and never did try to pickpocket someone's pocket. It's like you're quite audacious though if you're like zip, unzipping yeah, someone yeah. and going into their stuff. Yeah, one of the things you haven't mentioned yet, and I'm sure it's coming though, is the like jump your specialty move, the jumping out of the bushes and things. Yeah. Do you think you've like traumatized many people? I would say a few people to a small level, yeah. So you're jumping out of a bush or you're jumping out of a tree with a knife or a brick either? Oh, uh, you're talking about those things. Yeah. Um, so what that is, is like, that's not how I survived. Um, I know a current affair like to out of so Quite much literally. conversation <laughs> so much conversation like to just target that one thing that i've done a few times because it's got flair to it yeah yeah you know, it's, it's dramatic it's it to me that was just like a last minute bodgy effort at a crime that's all i ever seen that as so it's like you've got to choose these things when you're looking at becoming famous after that they're yeah. going to focus on that thing <laughs> you know yeah so no like the, the priority was always thieving there's much more money in it you don't get nothing out of people's pockets they're gonna have two hundred and twenty dollars on them if you're lucky. Mm. Like this is not, it's not, it's not a good crime. It's a, it's a shit crime. Is this at night? 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, never with people with children? No, no, I've never done that to a child. Um, not, no, like with a mum that has a kid with her or something? No, of, no, of none, course not. None, um, uh, like no, that. no. Uh, the only time even a woman was there was once when it was a couple. Uh, yeah, I've done it. There was, there was a woman there once. Um, oh, there's a Actually, I robbed a couple couples. And is yeah. that, what is the general, like, let's role play. What's the general reaction? You jump out of a bush and yeah. I'm terrified right now. Like, what the fuck? And you tell me, say what you just would say. Uh, so I'll jump out. I say, I say, yeah, I'll put the knife, like, just point is it. Is it at my neck or is no, it my body? Not. It's, it's just near. in the air. Okay, yeah, yeah, just I'm just holding it. Holding yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a hostage situation. Okay, like, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just checking. No, I just hold the knife. I yeah. say, I've got a knife. I say, where's the fucking money? But what do you got? you got a phone. you got money. Hurry up. Hurry up. This and then and they give it to you? Yeah, yeah, give it, yeah. And then thank you or just run? No, I just hook it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if someone was like, fuck off, I'm not giving you my money. I'll kick him. Kick him? Yeah. Nah, nah, I'm trying to arc up and fight you back. I guess if, if, nah, they're Would you ever run? Fight back. No, I'm going to run. They're not going to, they've never, never tried to fight back. So people with, then when they're threatened with a knife, yeah. generally they will do what you say. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've never experienced it a different way. If they did try to argue or something, I would boot them. Um, that means if, kick. Yeah, if, if they got, would you physically take it off their body then? Like, of course, yeah, I would rob them. I'm not, they're not gonna not get give robbed it up. just because they Say become no. a hero. I'm gonna take it. Okay. And if they start punching me, then I'll start stabbing them. Okay. Let's. Yeah. I want to talk quickly because we have such glorious artwork on you. <laughs> you. It's almost like each time jail happens, there's this new phase of you that develops, and you get clean. And you become another type of criminal. What would you call this one? Drug dealing criminal? So one day when I was uh, 20 or 21 in jail, I decided to get off drugs. Um, and I really had a big think about it. I was embarrassed about... Was that a rock bottom? No, I had worse points in my life than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just... I just Because uh, it's quite a decision just to come off drugs. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That either says something about your personality or something about your addiction. Like yeah. for you to just go, nah, no more. Yeah. I look like a piece of shit. I want to be this person now. That's, yeah, that's pretty. Was. That was it. Yeah, that was it. I, I wanted to like. I still love being a criminal at that point, but um, I wanted to stop giving my money away. I wanted to collect the money. I wanted more money. I want to be healthy. Mm. Yeah. So I wanted to be like that. I type of this is not gangster stuff. Uh, again, people will think, oh, it's, it's not gangster stuff. This actually sounds smart. Like if yeah. I was a career criminal, this sounds like the way to go. Yeah. Not going to take the drugs, going to take the money. Yeah. So I didn't know as a kid, like everyone in my area is all heroin addicts, all the older boys, people in my family, heroin addicts. I lost my older brother, heroin addict. And, and um, so that was just, it was just normal to be a heroin mm. addict. And I did enjoy the feeling. I mean, I got sick of it soon. So when I was about 20, I was like, fuck, I'm sick of that life. Mm. I'm going to do better, like be a better criminal. Mm. Yeah. So you made the decision, you get off the drugs. How's that experience? Um, Is it as bad as they say? I've So every time I get arrested, I am forced to be get off drugs. Oh, so, so you've felt it many times. So it was like my 30th time off so drugs. So you yeah. prepared yourself, this is going to be shit. Yeah, so while I was in jail, that sentence, I was, so I was using heroin when I was out. Mm. wasn't out for long at that time, 
three months or something, but I was on the Bup program, which is the supplement, buprenorphine to yes. heroin. It's essentially the same thing. Yes. It's heroin in a tablet. I was on that, that entire sentence. So I was 10 months deep into that sentence on the Bup and, um, which was sustaining my heroin addiction. And I jumped off the Bup. And so when you jump off the Bup, what is it like just a week of feeling shit? Like how bad is it? Um, no, it's more than a week. It's and how bad are we talking? Like it's really bad. The worst flu you've ever had in your it's, life. The flu is nothing compared to it. It's nothing compared to it. It's nothing at all. Um, there's pain like a flu, mm. like aching. But, yeah, aching. Vomiting. Vomiting. Yep. Um, um, you can't sleep is the worst thing. I didn't sleep for six days that one. Wow. Yeah, you, no sleep. So at it's all. almost taking you to the point to to go back to the drug it's so 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 bad yeah did you succeed that first time yeah yeah the what the first yeah yeah. as soon as i decided to to get off i got off it because also you'd go six days deep and then you're like fuck i'm not gonna start again yeah yeah, cycle yeah yeah. so it's the worst feeling in the world yes it's the worst feeling i've ever felt to this day to this day yeah and you get off and then you make a program in your mind of like Mm. i'm gonna be a better criminal yep. i'm gonna get jacked i'm gonna get tats mm-hmm. i'm gonna figure out a drug dealing yep. situation yep, yep. right i want to skip to the good part yep. hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And I only know this because I've read your book and I recommend everybody read it because we're going to have a really special next episode with you you have quite a lavish life at that point like yeah. The, yeah when yeah. it gets to the peak yeah. of this life talk to me about the lifestyle oh so at the peak of it i already employed a whole bunch of people um to do everything from collecting the drugs counting the money making the drugs up into individual bags mm. selling the drugs mm. so i didn't used to see drugs the more extent of seeing it was uh, getting the money every morning from the whole 24 hours in the past. Maybe like, say, close to 30 gram will be brought back to me. A day? Every day, every morning, yep, a day. And is that cash in your hand or is that? No, nah, so okay. that's because this is all my money, so I buy the drugs and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, so 30 gram will be brought back to me. Out of that, I'll keep about eight grand if it's mine. Um, eight grand a day. Okay, so fancy car oh uh, yeah i bought a few cars a couple motorbikes i was obsessed Jewelry. with diamonds or oh, diamonds yeah what else do you buy do you put money in like an account offshore or savings no, or not at all just blowing it i didn't even have a bank account i had no license 50 grand i had no birth certificate i don't have any type of that i've to that you don't point have in, a birth certificate to that point in my life i'd never had id i'm a street criminal i wasn't like some person that had bank accounts and stuff Wow. Yeah. I didn't have, I never had a bank account. Wow. No, no ID. No birth, I never seen my birth certificate wow. in my life. I had three cars and two motorbikes, but didn't have a license. So Who I used to just, it? I used to catch taxis. Well, what was the car doing? I just bought the cars because that was part of the look. 
But who's just, driving the car? No one. They just, just sat there. Were so, you like flamboyant no with way. all of this? No, no, no. I'm like proper hood. I was just, I didn't, I was just a kid from Redfern. Just like. I'm not going to hire a yacht or what do any of living, that TV where, stuff. What were you living in? What was it like? I was living in a studio apartment on top of the Coca-Cola sign at King's Cross. A studio? Yeah. You could have had the whole level. It was only me. And me and my missus, the studio is good enough. I never admire those types of things that you're talking about, like the, those TV things. Yeah. I don't, I don't even like that culture. I don't like that champagne and yachts and stuff. Like Caviar I, and expensive restaurants. And yeah. I look, expensive restaurants. I like food. Okay, so yeah. you spend like, on food. Yeah, yeah. But that type of stuff, like, it's just not in me. Mm. It's not in me. I'd rather wear a, a 60 grand gold cha- chain and stand in the middle of the hood. Then, Do you wear it all the jewels? Ah, uh, so those I I got to keep all the jewelry. The police didn't take them when mm. I got arrested, and they got sold throughout the five and a bit year sentence. Um, to pay lawyers and stuff? No, nah, not to pay lawyers. Actually, a motorbike got given to my lawyer. Like as a gift or as, uh, a, as a payment? payment? Yeah. So I had a Ducati, one of my motorbikes, oh, nice. and I gave that to the lawyer as the payment for my case. Um, the jewels mm. uh, got sold throughout that five years to support um, my my kid mm-hmm. who was born while I was in jail because when I got arrested, my missus at the time was pregnant. That's tough. Yeah. Um, it was to support my kid and, and the mum. So do you have any money? Do you have any jewels left? No, they're like, long gone. They were all gone before I got out of jail. Oh, yeah, the yeah, whole were, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like a couple little bodgy things when I got out. Like, yeah. Do you want those things again? No, nah, not at all. I could wear crazy. I could buy crazy. I you could don't go buy it? now a fifty grand gold chain if I wanted don't to. Don't want it. Of course not. Can I talk about some tattoos? Yeah. What does it say on your head? Um, it says "caught in a hustle." Is this, that true? It, it is. It is true. Yeah, and it's. It's my favorite song. By who? Immortal Technique, Caught in a Hustle. And do you, when did you get that? A year ago. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a newbie. It's a recent tattoo, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where are some oldies? What's on your neck? Uh, that's pretty new. It's two years old. That's, um, I, I can't remember how to say it. It's called the Elm of Awe, but it has a Norsk pronunciation. So what that is, is obviously because all my background is West European. And so this is an old German um, war sign for the barbarians. Oh. So they, but they get this on their forehead. Obviously, I'm not going to get it on my forehead. So I got it on my neck, and what it represents is um, guidance, protection, and power over your enemies during wow. drama. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. We have some, I'm Maltese, and we have something called Hrun, which is kind of like the evil eye, which I oh, guess yeah. is similar mm-hmm. that guides you and protects you. Yeah. What's what's the red? On your chest. Uh, the red the red tattoos are the tattoos that represent um, my s- suburbs that on my body. So I have on my chest is Woolmaloo. Yep. On the red tattoo on my left arm is SYD for Sydney. Yep. And the red tattoo on the front of my right shin is 20. And that's the prefix for the, the postcodes for all of the city areas. <gasps> Got it. Because they're all 20. Oh, like now something. we're in Glebe, it's 2037. Okay. Yeah. Any regrets of any tattoos? I love all my tattoos. You do? You know what? Actually, the only regret, maybe when I got um, my first son's mum's name on me, I got it as a full sentence. So it wraps around from here what is to the sentence? front. It, used to, it started to say my baby girl and then it had a name. name. So to get that covered up, 
With two I covered big... her name up with a box cutter with blood coming off her. But like the whole my baby girl's still there and it's it's just so big and rubs around the it's too hard to cover. And, and it's like, do you regret it a bit? So I do regret that. Only yeah. because it's a connection to her? I, or just the look of it? it's hard to get rid of. What's so regretful about getting it is that I didn't have it like small. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, I'm so indecisive. I can't pick one tattoo. So oh, I yeah. just have none forever. Um, I wish I, I honestly wish I had none. All or nothing? It's, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's all really? Or none? Yeah. I wish I had none. Why? That seems very like I look at you and I feel like it's such a part of your identity. What would that mean to have no tattoos? I mean, nothing at all. They're completely meaningless. I mean, they make me any tougher or cooler. I don't care about tattoos. I, I don't like, you know, like when I got tattoos, they were like, they were cool. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and now then they're irrelevant. Out, You're like, I walk the streets and there's police officers with tattoos. Like, fuck off. Can I ask you I something? It. Because um, you've got children. How many? Two. Two. Two boys, girls? Uh, two boys. Two yeah. boys, ages? Yeah. Uh, one and nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. I saw something on your Instagram a while ago. I think it was Christmas. You mm-hmm. were looking at Christmas lights and you started filming the police mm-hmm. and the police were there. What were they doing there? Were they? Do you feel targeted? All the time. I got, I've been searched twice in the past three days. What? Yeah. Why? I have on video on my oh my, on my missus phone the Hi. Eastern Suburbs Highway Patrol. I'm saying, bro, you just search. They I don't mean I mean ripped out of the car and searched the car top to bottom because they pretend that I have guns. They've been doing it for a long time. They've been doing it for five years. I don't know why they do it. I don't know why. Hang on, I'm confused because isn't that like a human right? You if there's nothing on you. Ah uh, no, like Australia is different to most of the world, and we don't know it. This, Australia is really like a, a weird place when it comes to police and, and rights. Please explain. Yeah, yeah that's not a right in Australia, not to be harassed by the police. It's not a right. So they can do whatever they want? Well, of course they can. But you're saying you've been reformed for five years, no crime? I, yeah, I, yeah, my last time I got charged was, yeah, 11 years ago. Do you miss it, not getting charged? Do you miss being criminal? Not at all. I hate being criminal. Oh, you hate it now? Yeah, I hate it. Your whole objective, the whole life, was to be the best criminal there was. Yep. And now you hate it. Hate it. What do you hate? I hate um, being in jail. You hate being in jail. Yeah. And what changed that? Um, what did you want that was outside? Uh, to be happy. Yeah, to be happy, uh, to be free. J- jail's rubbish. What have you got in jail? There's nothing in jail. You don't even have your kids. You don't even, like, did that, did I'm not that- homophobic, but in jail, it's like you're gay. To be straight out with you, it's in jail. It's saying to criminals, um, to straight men, criminals in jail, mm. homosexual is seen as a putrid act. And that's tough for me to hear because I love my gay community. Yeah. And um, I we spoke a little bit before about what putrid acts are to yeah. you, and they're bad. Yeah, yeah. Could you please explain a couple of putrid acts for me? A putrid act would be like hurting an old person, Hurting a child, um, dobbing someone in, uh, and some type of like sexual crime. Mm. Um, like uh, hurting a woman, not or not hurting a woman can fifty percent of the time fall into it. Um, not always. Why? Not always. Uh, it depends on the circumstances. Give um, me a circumstance that you could harm a woman and not be putrid. Uh, if if a woman was fighting, if someone got locked up and so someone's doing a crime. And the woman come along like superhero, 
and started trying to arrest him and fight him and he turned around and bashed her, that's oh, yeah, not yeah. a putrid act. Okay. Um, if it's some type of like, uh, like a domestic couple, um, like typical hood couple, junkies, drunks, and this and that. They're arguing Does all the time, count. punching on this and that. Yeah, he's in for fighting his missus. His missus starts fights with him. Then she used her woman power to put an AVO on him to get him out the house for revenge. And he's in jail on an AVO. And really, she started on him. He started back. She pushed him. He kicked her. She punched him. He bashed her. Got it. Yeah, I get like, it. Yeah, like that's not a putrid act. It's not, it's not looked at as good. Right, but it's, but not, it's not a putrid act. It's different if you're going to, uh, if your circumstances on your factory are crime is you walked up to a woman in the streets yeah. and punched her in the face. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. You're going yeah. to protection. Can I ask you though, how does the, uh, you might not know the answer, might just be the culture, but why yeah. does a homosexual fall into that category? Um, so if you're going to think of, you know, like the more, the new age people, like the people nowadays that, um, they like love homosexuals and all that stuff. Me. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. you, for example, um, do you really imagine that uh, full grown arm robbers from Campbelltown and Mount Druid and Redfern to be those people like no. you? Exactly. So, so they make a, up the majority of prison. Okay. So it's definitely a cultural thing. For sure. If, if you walk So it's up, homophobia. There's no real reason behind it other than consciousness of, of course it's it's you not liking that and you thinking it's disgusting and, and wrong like yeah so homosexuality is looked at to those people um i get it there's just the same as child molestation or incest wow. or something like that yeah it's like a putrid wow. act do you have you come across child molesters of course there's many do in you? there yeah I thought that they get um, raped and bashed and sent away. They don't get raped. Oh, um, sorry. That was America. Too. <laughs> yeah. I've seen those. They get yeah. bashed and sent away, but there's been a couple of times where a couple of them have tried to float in with us and have done a good job at doing it. Um, Lie about until their they, crimes. Until they get exposed, yeah, and then they get bashed and sent away. So, so Tim is a child molester and comes in and cruises in and then someone reveals that tim sexually assaults children what's the protocol here does someone lead the way or is it whoever hears it first bashes tim well everyone will take it not everyone's aggressive um so not everyone's gonna bash people in jail would you a child molester yeah 100 percent. so if tim tim did that then what do you make a plan do you all jump him or if you're next him you'll just bash him yourself no, nah, it's just a couple of people would take it upon themselves to bash him. Just whoever's feels them, they have the least to lose in the wing at the time. Whoever's yeah. the most aggressive there, yeah. Yeah, because it has to be weighed up against the odds when you're getting out, yada, yada. Yeah, Who's yeah, going to yeah. do, because you go into the, I'm just, because I've watched Wentworth, you go into the slot, or that's not what it's yeah, called. Yeah, that's Segro, called? yeah, yeah. Segro, it's called Segro. Segro, yeah. you go in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit of a sacrifice as well. Yeah, it is. But it's upon you to put justice in place. It has to happen. You can't oh, not it's, a, it's just the done thing. It's it's happening. It's just like who's, who's doing go, it? Yeah, yeah. And it's not hard to find people. It will be are decided. These, like there'll be many people. That are these do it. people all different types of men? Young men, old men? Is there a, a criminals? They're not all, criminals. They're all different types. They're all different types. Yeah. So you're ba- you're you're in there with horrible people. Yep. Scums. And so when you wanted to get out forever, this. Final phase. Mm-hmm. That would have been hard, I can imagine, because fuck, you've got to start from scratch. 
Yeah. Where are you going to make money? Yeah. Who's going to employ you? Was any of it lucrative to go back a little bit? Um, Just to get on your feet? It was hard. I didn't know nothing about the world. Yeah. I didn't know nothing, yeah. Um, Most of your life's been in jail. Yeah. You kind of got it like you don't even have a license. Yeah, when I got out this time, 2017, I yeah. actually, it was the first time in my life. I, so I got got ID, sorted that out. First things first. Yeah, I sorted out ID. It was a big process to get a birth certificate um, and then sorted out ID. Where do you live? Oh, Willamaloo. With, with your uh, mum? No, with my um, first son, my oldest kid's oh, mum. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was we were together. Yeah, okay. And so you go, I need cash. Yeah, yeah. So the the I because I finally had ID. Yeah. Then I went and got on Centrelink. Great. So I learned about Centrelink and that's a like, process. Yeah, and um, I applied for that, and they yeah. So I learned about that. They give you a that. little bit of money. They gave me a little bit of money. And then you're like, this isn't going to do. Yeah, then wasn't it wasn't going to do? So then I had to exist for a good year, mm. um, just on that little bit of money. Uh, combined with what my missus was um, bringing in, bringing in for is that working. humbling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. Tip, you're caught in a hustle. Is mm-hmm. like you are obviously ambitious. Yeah. To have a year's worth of Centrelink supporting you mm-hmm. and not knowing next steps seems very tricky. Yeah. What was? What did you want? If you could have anything when you got out of jail, what was the dream career? I've never ever thought about it. I've never had a dream career. I never have. Never thought about it. Um, what would I, you like to do if, in those days? I, I, we can get to where you are right now, but like, as a job, yeah, nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. I have no admiration to work any type of job at all. Never did. So then, let's fast forward to now. Yeah. Because it's pretty <laughs> spectacular. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like people are listening now, going, well, "What the hell did he do?" Yeah. You are making a mozza off YouTube. You oh, have a podcast. Yeah, it's, it's not. Okay, look, it's, it's not good. It's, it's, it's not it's, drug it's dealing good. eight grand yeah. a day, but it's, it's a lot more than what people make at work. Correct. But I'm not out here buying real estate and that. Well, not yet. We're going to yeah. get to that later. <laughs> but you're making money off being yourself. Yeah. You're having interesting conversations with people. You're filming it. You're podcasting it. We'll put all the links in the bio, guys, so you can find him. You've written a book, mm-hmm. like selling out. Australian bestseller in four days. Like bananas. Yeah. You have quite an intense following on socials. You're sponsored by different people yep. doing different things. Like mm-hmm. you literally are, you've carved out this incredible place to be. I stream video games in my lounge room every night. Making money. Made like 400 last night. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bullshit, isn't it? It's mine. <laughs> My husband wants to do that. You're rapping. Yep, yep. Are you now living the dream? Um, the dream, eh? What is My that? dream is to live a life where I don't have any enemies. I don't have police harassing me. I don't deal with anxiety on the daily. Do you? Yeah, I do, yeah. You have anxiety? Extreme anxiety. Do yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. How does that present? It's putrid. It's just like... Attacks? I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. 50% of the day I walk around with this like scared electric feeling going from my body. I hate it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's putrid. I hate anxiety. It's like 
I spend, it's getting worse and worse as I, as I get older too. Yeah. It's like, I have this feeling. It's like the only feeling that I can compare it to is when you're about to get bashed and you know you're about to get smashed, right? And you get that scared feeling where your body like goes electric and everything's slow. Yeah. Like scared, weak, electric buzz in your body. It's like I have that. So that's really interesting to live a life anxiety free. Mm hmm. People don't hate you, no enemies. Do mm. you have enemies? Uh, the funny thing about being like famous and successful is that... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Everyone remembers like... It's like, for example, you sit there. You can sit there with 100 people. Everyone loves you. Mm. Every, everyone's, you know, you just there's nothing wrong with you. You're just normal. You're like everyone else. Mm. Live the same life mm. as everyone else. But throw some... And then you become really successful. And then all people's like... Do you remember that time 14 years ago when he picked his nose and ate it? Do you remember that time 17 years ago when he stole that change? You, it's just like all they just like every single person it's finds every single person finds something in your past to hate you for Can I to ask make themselves you then, feel better. Would it ever? Would you ever leave this these areas that you're known and that you have history with? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you're not attached to them. I am definitely attached to them. You yeah. love it. You love I being love here. These. It feels I've never like lived home. anywhere else. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking, you know, I'm just thinking out loud. Just yeah. it could be more peaceful. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's a trade-off with not being where you're known. Because yeah, like yeah. I'm assuming, growing up here, running with these crews here, now being famous here, yeah. you are a local celebrity. Yeah. You can't really. I can walk down Glebe. No one knows me. You can walk down here. I'm sure. I can't people. walk anywhere in, I, I, in I, I Sydney. I'm not lying to you. I wouldn't be able to walk anywhere in Australia and not have wow. people singing out to me. Do you, do you like it? Do you like yeah, the fame? Yeah, yeah, do I like the fame part? Um, well, that gives you the rest, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's, I like what you can do with fame. Yeah. What's the, because we've got to wrap this up, but what's yeah. the end goal? Like, what do you want? We know you want to be peaceful and live happily and get that cash, but what do you want? You've got kids. Mm -hmm. Do you want to have them being raised in a certain way? Do you want them not in your cycle? Like career criminal, is that not – you've got two boys here. Yeah, yeah. No, but of of course they're not going to – I don't want – my kids won't be criminals. That goes without saying. Um. So you feel like you've stopped the generational cycle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Sydney's a uh, Sydney. The culture of Sydney is a large um, uh, reason for that too. Not ju- not just me. It's it's not normal for a kid to be a criminal anymore. It's right. not like nineteen ninety nine. Um, you think that was normalized? Hundred percent. Every second person was a criminal in 1999. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if this is 2022, it's like there's barely any criminals. When's the last time you've seen a, a to be, be honest, when's the last time you've seen a stolen car flying around the streets getting chased I don't know by if a car? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we grew up in different neighborhoods. Oh, really? Yeah. But like, like, when's the last time you've seen like an armed robbery happening or. Only she, on the news and yeah, they're random, you they're know? random. Like, like, back then, when I was a kid and. The elder people in my family, the older boys who grew up in that time where it's not every single night was ATMs were getting blown up, 
ram raids, jewelry stores were getting robbed. There was such things as bank robberies and stuff like this that. Is, you, your life will be a film, won't it? Like yeah. I can see that. You're the That's modern him. day chopper, aren't you? <laughs> That's what they've kind of, they like to associate you with him. Mm-hmm. Is that a problem? No, I don't know. Chopper, the only thing I don't like is Chopper, even in his own movie, was a snitch. I'm not a snitch. No. Yeah. We'll change the storyline. Yeah. Apart from that, he seems to be a funny guy. Okay. People like listening to him talk. I can hear that association with me. Yeah. He was a criminal too, different type of criminal. So Um, so let's just go back to career. What is the objective? Is it to be a world-renowned rapper touring? Is it to be Joe Rogan getting paid a hundred million dollars for your podcast? What is it? For I just you? want to make through entertainment, yeah, uh, and and whatever it is that the movie is happening. Um, yeah, it's a long process, so it's probably a couple of years away. But um, through these types of things, entertainment, YouTube, possibly wherever it takes me to get a lot a, a lot of money and start a lot of businesses for myself. Any in particular? Like, you know how I said to you before when you got out of jail, what was the passion? Have you found that yet? Um, just not really. I just want to open the most profitable, safe businesses in a lot of them, whether it's convenience stores or women's like nail bars or whatever you it is. You don't care. No, just no, something that whatever is turns profitable. the money. Yeah. I just see that type of stuff as like the same as drug dealing. Yeah. yeah. Same mentality. Is, Would, yeah. is there any part of you that would be interested in um, re helping rehabilitate criminals and drug yeah, addicts 100%. and so, giving them jobs maybe within your network. Yeah, maybe, maybe. One I don't day. know when you when you're going into my money. That's like a different whole game. <laughs> helping, yeah, like yeah. Um, so do for you example, do any of that? Yeah. Oh no, I do none of that now, and don't plan on doing that in any time soon. It's no mentoring, about, no. It's life's about me right now. Yeah, yeah. It's and like establishing a, the life you establishing need. my future, right? And for my kids and my life, so I'm sweet for the rest of my life. When that's done, then I'll turn to the world and do the helping stuff. And I and I'm excited to do that too. Mm. Um, but it's definitely not in my focus right now. Okay. Yeah. We didn't touch much on the kids, but we will in the second part of this conversation. So you guys can all listen to that. Our final question today. Who are you when no one's watching? Who am I when when no one's watching? Um, I'm like, I'm full nerd. As in like reading books? No, no, no reading books. (laughs) That's a nerd to me. What's a nerd to you? It's hard to get me to read my own book, believe me. Um, a nerd is just like, just like gaming and, you know, I love chess and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, you need to play chess with someone? Yeah, yeah I play, I play online. Oh, online. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking online. physically with someone. No. I'd love to do that. Yeah. But I don't know where to do it or who to do it with. We uh, can find you someone. Maybe. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Sweet. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everybody. It is Zoe here. Change is coming to the deep. I want to welcome you to Arise. It's uplifting. It's quirky. It's curious. It's all about the mindset and self-discovery to be more helpful and of service. During 16 of the Deep, you will hear some of these episodes and I'd love to hear what you think of them over on our Instagram at What's the Deep.